0: Okay, Reconstruction. Let's start out with it. This is the plan for after the Civil War. As a matter of fact, that's what Reconstruction means. Reconstructing what? Reconstructing the country. Reconstructing it from what? From the Civil War. So as you know, the Civil War was a disaster Things were smashed and destroyed and ripped apart and blah, 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 and all that other kind of stuff. So they had to put them back together. So this era, they call Reconstruction. Now, Abraham Lincoln had a plan. To understand Lincoln's plan, though, let's talk about something Lincoln didn't know, did not know, but that you know. At the end of World War I, See why Lincoln didn't know it. At the end of World War I, what did they decide to do to Germany? Yes, yeah, sanction them, make them suffer. And what was the result of that? World War II. Yes, that is the cause of World War II. So Lincoln, he didn't know that history, of course, because it hadn't happened yet, but he knew what people were like, and he knew that if he decided to punish the South, it would come back to bite the United States. what was the one thing Lincoln wanted more than anything else? Yes, preserve the Union, preserve the United States. So he's not gonna rip it apart to get some kind of petty revenge. So, what's Lincoln's plan? Sorry, that's coming in a sec. What's Lincoln's plan? Lincoln's plan is to kind of forgive and forget as much as they can. It's to let the South go. Let let them let the people who'd perpetrated the Civil War back into the Union and accept them as brothers. That's why the second they surrendered, he's like, No, they're Americans again. We're not gonna celebrate their defeat because they're us. (coughs) Yeah. But Great chance for a review. What was Reconstruction? (laughs) Fixing the country after the Civil War. So it's the era and the act of fixing the country after the Civil War. Good. So did you get two also? Awesome. This is not on your note sheet. I just wanted you to see this. The war aged like. If I gave those pictures to you, you didn't know who it was, you didn't know when it was. How much time would you assume it passed? Twenty. I'm. I'm with you. Like twenty years, maybe thirty even. The war aged him. You could see this in almost every president. You see, at the beginning, they looked much younger than they do at the end. The president. Presidency totally ages you, Um, but it's worse for Lincoln. Why? Easy answer, but I'm gonna ask it anyway, why? Yeah, this is is what the Civil War did to Lincoln. Hey, now Lincoln only, the Civil War ends and just a few days later, a handful of days later, Abraham Lincoln goes to, to the theater He's enjoying himself. He's sitting up in one of the boxes. You know what theaters are like, right? Not like a modern movie theater, but when I say the box, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so he's in the box closest to the stage because he's the president, so he gets to sit in the box closest to the stage. And this man, John Wilkes Booth, comes up behind him and shoots him in the head jumps from the box onto the stage, shouts, six semper tyrannus," which means thus ever to tyrants, and then runs away. Everybody's so shocked that they kind of see him go. They catch him a few days later. As a matter of fact, he's, he's killed a few days later. They, they don't manage to apprehend him very effectively. Um, and there's, there's a whole story behind that that's really good that I'm not gonna tell you because it's not worth taking the time right now. Maybe another day. So they take Abraham Lincoln across the street where he fades kind of in and out of consciousness, sort of, he's mostly comatose, and then he passes away the next morning. Now here's the problem. So think about this for a second. The country had been more divided than it's ever been before or since. It's the Civil War. Who can fix that? Like who would you pick? If you could go back in history, you could pick any president to fix that? Like, yeah, George Washington maybe? Abraham Lincoln? Unfortunately, not anymore for, for him. Washington can't come back from the dead either. I, the list is short. The list is short, even of presidents that I like. Like I really like Theodore Roosevelt. He would have not been good at bringing them back together. He would have absolutely punished the South and probably laughed at them while they suffered, and then told them to man up. Yeah, But now they don't have Lincoln anymore. Uh, side note, As Link- when Lincoln died, he was one of the most popular presidents in American history. Of course not in the southern states. But in the North, he was so popular, embalming was brand new. They didn't embalm normal people. Uh, you, it's, when I'm done talking, do a Google search for uh, Civil War photographs. You'll find one of them picking up the dead at, at Gettysburg, actually. And you'll see that the people are skeletonized already, even just a few months after the battle. It's, uh, they didn't have ways of preserving a body. But if you were an upper person, brand new technology was embalming so they took abraham lincoln they embalmed his body and they took him on a tour from city to city and because embalming was new they didn't know what they had to do so at each new stop they would embalm him again and then they'd do it again and again and again and again by the time they finished this tour he was so embalmed that they put him in his tomb, and for, years, for decades and decades and decades, the last time they did it was in the 1950s, the caretakers of Lincoln's tomb would open up his grave so that they could, like it was a special thing for the caretakers, they'd be like, oh, and they said he looks just the same, just bronze, because he's embalmed so many times. Here's your other random information. At one point, some people decided to kidnap Lincoln's body and hold it for ransom. Because they wanted money. They got caught. Some of them were shot in a stakeout over the body. Like, don't kidnap even dead presidents. That's what you could tell your mom you learned today. Hopefully, you don't go home and you're like, Mom, I have to come up with a new career plan. Because <sighs> I planned on being a dead president kidnapper. Hey, we're done talking about random Abraham Lincoln things. John Wilkes Booth, he's dead, Abraham Lincoln's dead, and Andrew Johnson takes his place. Johnson, if he were dealing with a completely neutral country, like if he were president in the 90s, he would have been, at best, a mediocre president. He's just kind of a middle-of-the-road, he wasn't super terrible, but he sure he's on nobody's list of greatest presidents ever, and he never will be. Uh, in, the, in the North, they hate him. Lincoln just had him as the running mate because he was from the South. Uh, Congress hated him because that's kind of Congress's job, right, to hate the president. And Johnson isn't a very personable guy, so he's going to struggle. And we'll see that tomorrow, how that kind of plays out. But just know he's the guy in charge of Reconstruction. So let's talk about Reconstruction itself. Go into some of the freed African-Americans Now, we have to be careful a little bit because when you have been a slave your whole life and your whole life has been picking cotton, you don't have a lot of job skills. So this has led some people, especially the lost causers, to be like, oh, well, they were better off as slaves. But it turns out that most people don't want to be slaves. Like now, you can choose, you can be anything you want. And I'm guessing that none of you went to one of your relatives or friends or whatever, and we're like, what I really want to be when I grow up is your slave, probably, no, Sydney, no. no, not one of the things you want, yeah, it turns out it's not a career that most people pick, for some reason, so, although it worries me, some of you are looking and talking to each other like, now that I think about it, I, uh, yeah, that's a problem. Hey, they do have problems. The first one I mentioned already, their, their problem is that they can't, uh, they don't have the job skills that they need. The slave masters did not train the enslaved people very effectively for things besides the, just labor. Most of them, not most, I don't have an exact number but a lot of them don't want to stay on the plantations where they worked before. Some do, they just earn a wage where they before didn't. But it's it's problematic for them. Uh, side note, they didn't have last names. Some of them just went with the last name of their last, last master. Uh, some of them chose a last name. Uh, you'll see some of them like uh, Freeman is fairly common. Washington is common. They'll choose uh, Washington or Lincoln because they someone that they admired from history. Thank you. That's a good point. Uh, some of them will choose like European nobility, like king. I feel like a king. So I'm going to pick that as my last name. But most of them are just like, you know, the master's name was Anderson, so now my name's Anderson. Yeah. To be fair, they've never... They've never had any, the benefit of an education that taught them to be creative. And that's, that's a problem for them now. Then they pass these things called black codes. We're going to pause here and look at this primary document a little bit. So first of all, just what are they saying? I know it's super racist. I know. Turns out a lot of people in the past were super racist. You already knew this, though. I know you knew this because you've been passing my class. <laughs> so, what are they saying? What What's the point of this document? What are they arguing for? They're trying to say Democrats are better because Democrats are for white people. And Republicans are not for white people. They're for black people. Except look at this black person. They don't look, say it again, but louder. They don't look human. human. You've learned about dehumanization in your other classes, right? One of the steps towards delegitimizing someone, towards taking any power they have away. Yeah, they are dehumanizing African-American people. They like to make them, they paint them so that their features are just so twisted, or if you look carefully, they're trying to make them look like a chimpanzee or a gorilla. They might be human related, but they're not human, that's what they're trying to say. So there's one thing on this list, there's one thing that's not on the list, that it's not on the list because it's so obvious. Freed African-American people have to deal with what? racism. Good answer. I almost just said good and that would be bad. It's a good answer. So they pass, they pass these laws called black codes. Black codes are just laws meant to keep black people where they are. We will talk more about that tomorrow. We'll talk about some specific black codes, the approach that they took, and things like that. Hey, I don't know why I did an animation on this slide. I didn't mean to. The government then realizes that they have a problem, and so they create an organization called the Freedmen's Bureau. The Freedmen's Bureau is designed to Just give them whatever help or assistance that they need. Uh, I want you to tell me what they did, but first, you can't really tell in that bottom left. What's going on here is they are, this line of black people has come into the Freedmen's Bureau where they are filing formal complaints about being mistreated or about uh, people violating the law towards them. Why wouldn't they just call the sheriff? Yeah, Sheriff's right, maybe racist, where they live. Yeah, so the Freedmen's Bureau is going to be where they go. So what else did they do? Look at the other pictures. Do a quick primary document analysis. What other services did the Freedmen's Bureau provide? Yeah, Good. Well, this is going to seem obvious, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why didn't they just go to the white school? They wouldn't all, yeah. They would not allow them to go to the white school. So the Freedmen's Bureau created schools for them. What else did it do? Built homes. Turns out a lot of them didn't like to live in the old slave cabin where they used to live. Now, the three amendments. This is on the back of your paper. 13 and 15 are easy. By the way, you do need to know which one is which, but it's not hard. All you have to remember is 13. 13 is the beginning. And so in the beginning, they're going to do the most important thing. Looking at what it says, what is the most important thing? Yes. Thirteenth Amendment abolishes slavery. Wait, didn't the Emancipation Proclamation abolish slavery? No, where did it abolish slavery? Which part? In the rebelling states. What did they call the southern states that did not rebel? The border states, so this frees the slaves in the border states also. And everywhere else, so Utah Territory, for example, here we go. No more slavery, 14, 14's the hardest one. And 14's the one that is probably the most important today. If you were in a political science class, this is the one that I would emphasize. Look through this, and what is one thing that they're saying in the 14th Amendment? Say it again. Equal protection of the laws. Our founding document, the Declaration of Independence, starts with we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. The 14th Amendment actually puts that into US law. So it doesn't matter who you are. You are entitled to equal protection of the laws of the United States. It doesn't matter if like, if we're coming together, and you're white and I'm black, we still have what kind of protection of the laws? Equal. Right. It doesn't matter if you're um, an old person or a young person. It doesn't matter if you're a white or black. It doesn't matter if you're Hispanic or Chinese. It doesn't. Well, if you're Chinese from China, then it matters. But if you're a Chinese descendant in America, then it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Whatever. When we deal with issues today, it's the 14th Amendment. When Governor Cox was here he talked about the transgender bill and stuff that's already being challenged in court. It's being challenged based on the 14th Amendment. It's all the 14th Amendment. I can't treat you poorly just because I don't like something about you. You have equal protection. Hey, what else? There's one other big thing in here. Good, due process can't be denied. What that means, it, and this is, Third Hour was really questioning it, because they're like, wait a minute, isn't this already in the Constitution? Yeah, it really is, in some other places. But what it means is if I'm gonna deprive you of something, your life, your liberty, so if I think, I'll use Hannah, because I happen to be looking in her direction. If I think Hannah has committed a crime, can I just throw her in jail? No, she has, there has to be a process. A sensible process that we all know, right? A due process, the process that's due to her. That's what that means. Why did they feel like they had to put that in there? Good, perfect. To make sure that it says everybody gets this. Has the United States always given that to everybody? No. Are they supposed to? Yeah, it's in the Constitution. Which amendment? Yeah, this isn't a trick question. Which amendment? 14th. Thank you. You looked at me like, I don't know. Seemed like it should be the 14th, but I, yeah, sorry. I wasn't trying to intimidate. 15th Amendment, then. Another simple one. So 13's simple, 14's pretty complex, 15 is really simple, too. What's it about? right to vote. Who gets to vote? Yes, good, good. Um, At this point, it's just men. When do women get the right to vote? Which amendment? Oh good, a little later, but yes. The 19th Amendment. Excellent. 19th Amendment gives women the right to vote. A lot of you women are looking at me like, what? That's stupid. I'm not disagreeing. Like. It's good that women have the right to vote. I'd have put it like earlier, but I don't know. I also wasn't alive in 1787, so who knows what I would have done if I was born in 1760s. Hey, good. Questions? You got it?